Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop and i'm also fed up with these gas prices have you have you guys heard about this (laughs) so gas it had a price and that price it's higher now so like what quite frankly i don't like paying more for things than i usually do Mm-hmm. It's so, absurd. It's ridiculous that anything should ever increase in price. Yeah. So we have just at the Kachat have decided to take a stand. And mm-hmm. by take a stand, we mean make an episode of a podcast that isn't even really about the real life issue and will affect nothing. But but <laughs> you could say that it's important that we're doing this and that we're honestly brave. I know I'm going to say it. Mm hmm. At least brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with with gas? Yeah, gas. That's We said the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we figured. Once again, we forgot that we were supposed to watch Planes, Fire, and Rescue for this episode. We'll do it probably at some point. Maybe this week before the next episode. Maybe not. (laughs) So we decided to talk about the gas prices. Mm Mm-hmm. So gas, what is it? Well, me personally, I haven't been officially tested for it, so I don't know. Maybe I don't have it, but maybe I do. I have a condition called irritable bowel syndrome, and one of the symptoms of it is that you have a lot of it, a lot of the gas. So why is it that when I have said gas in my car, doesn't make it go faster, doesn't Hmm. fill it up? That's an... First, I want to say, very brave. Very brave of you to bring up. Uh, Second, maybe... Okay, maybe you anticipate the gas occurring, right? Subconsciously. Mm -hmm. uh, And you subconsciously slow the car down a little bit to sort of anticipate it. So you don't go rocketing the car down the road. So, But your conscious mind doesn't realize you do that. So to you, it feels like you're pretty much staying the same speed throughout. Could that be happening? Obviously, I have the instincts when it comes to driving of just, I don't know, the best out there. But I have to assume that not everyone who has IBS does. Sure. So you have to imagine that if that were a problem where my beautiful instincts that tell me I should slow down so that I don't go rocketing forward, you have to imagine that some people wouldn't have those instincts. Yeah, and you know, there are lots of car accidents every day, John. I don't know how many causation correlation studies have been done mm-hmm. on uh, car accident victims and uh, irritable irritable bowel syndrome. Now, I will say, yeah, thinking about it, it does make sense that people who have IBS might be better drivers because of a few things, one of which... The bumpier, the more stops and starts the drive, the more dangerous it is for a person who has the condition uh, for obvious reasons. No, I I understand where you're going. (laughs) And uh, also, we need to know how to get places very quickly, very smoothly. So, like, we just need to be prepared for any sort of distress to suddenly occur physically. So I have to imagine that that's going to cause some sort of training in one's self to adapt to just about anything happening at any time 
Now I see where you're coming from with that, but is it possible it off it also has the opposite effect? Uh, your need to sometimes very suddenly get somewhere very quickly. I could see that, you know, having a negative impact on the safety of your driving. It's kind of a sink or swim thing where uh, okay. us, us Ibbies, uh, sure. since we have this problem, it's, it's we're thrown into the deep end of good old mother nature's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to test you and it's going to be hard. But if you pass, you're going to see such great results. And it's, uh, you get thrown in the deep end. And if you can swim, you're going to force yourself to learn to do it right quick. Otherwise, immediate car accident. And we mean immediate. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) Okay, great. That has been our podcast within a podcast. Let's call it irritable irritable podcast syndrome that's not very good irritable bros syndrome that's also pretty bad but so i'm gonna go with irritable podcast syndrome all right but what if it were like okay so it's a spoken word thing hear me out it's spoken word and words are made up lots of words are spoken of letters and letters some of them are vowels Is that something? Oh, irritable vowel vowel syndrome? Yep. Maybe if it was more about the English language uh, and just both started with a pun to have IBS. Not even a pun. It started with wordplay. So maybe because gas, because sometimes words mean two things. Yeah. No, I got it. I, I sort of. I used my finely honed comedy skills to, to sort of see that the episode was about gasoline, but you thought, no, no, no. I'm, I am know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll talk about my personal experience with uh, gas coming from my lower intestines and whatnot. Uh, and I, I was sure able I've, to follow you down that road. I'm sure I've shared this tidbit before, but when my appendix tried to kill me, I did Mm -hmm. hold off on going to the hospital for a very long amount of time uh, subjectively because I thought it was gas. Mm -hmm. It was excruciating to the point where I could no longer speak before I decided to go to the hospital. That's just the kind of guy John is, folks. (laughs) Yep. Whatever that means is what it means. (laughs) Sometimes you get used to uh, very, very painful gas because of years of distress And uh, then when it's not gas, you just assume that, well, it's lower abdomen pain. It's fine. (laughs) All right. No, I do. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes gas prices are, in fact, uh, life. Sometimes it costs a life. Yes. All right. So I know we're going to get back to this point at some point. So do you want to go ahead and talk about cars farting? Because it seems like. We should just get as much of it out of our system, you know, much like you should do with farts. Uh, and <laughs> then we can do the rest of the episode clean, you know, and actually about gasoline and fuel and how uh, gas prices could affect a world of sentient cars, you know? All right. Bear with me. If you were okay. pulled over by a police officer or a, or a sheriff and they asked you to get out of the car and you're scared. And what they then do is fart on you. Is that a threat? I mean, if it's intentional, definitely. Literally, definitely. And in my state, I think you know this, I am horrible at interacting with cops. Uh, I would probably interpret it as one, intentional or not. Do you know that I'm horrible at interacting with cops? Have you been around or have I told you any of the stories? I have not been around, but I've heard stories about... Uh, I believe it was, are there drugs in this vehicle? I sure hope not. Listen, I had a friend with me who I knew partook. And in my, I, I, I didn't, I shouldn't have done this either way. But my mind said, if I lie, then I'll get in more trouble. So I thought I can't lie. But I don't know that they have drugs on them. 
So I said, I hope not, which was true. I was really hoping there were no drugs that my friend brought into my car. Uh, All right. But but no, you should absolutely lie to police officers. (laughs) Saying no, there's a a social contract. If you say no, that means to the best of my ability and knowledge, the answer is no. Sure. So if someone else brought them in and you don't know about them, you shouldn't be held accountable for someone hiding something from you. So if you were to say, I mean, I mean, there's like reasonable, like, okay, you need to check for certain things, but that's like, if they are your responsibility and another person is not your responsibility. Yeah. So I think telling them no is fine, but also I like you value truth more than your average person. Uh, And uh, in that situation, I like your answer. I don't think it was particularly good to answer it that way, but I like it. No, let me be absolutely clear. I agree with everything you said. My brain just wasn't thinking that. My brain was thinking, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then when I said, I hope not, the cop looked at me and said, I don't like that answer, son. And I think... I don't know this. This may have been a detailed story that's changed in my brain since. I think I may have replied, I don't either. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then said, no, no, there are no trucks in the car. So that was great. Uh, But anyway, yes, I would feel threatened by the cop farting on me. Yes, John. (laughs) All right. Well, to, to make it less direct... Cop pulls you over, sheriff pulls you over, you roll down the window, and you just hear them fart. Is that a threat? Okay. It's not a threat, no, at that point. As they're, like, walking up to ask for my various papers. Okay. Well, now, here's the problem. I don't know how to make this any closer. Sounds like a gun, do it. I'm just going to go ahead and say... (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that farts in the Cars universe do for some reason sound like gunfire. Yeah. So in that situation, yeah. So what I'm what I'm trying to get at is should it be illegal to fart in certain situations? First in the car's world and yeah. then second in our world. No, I thought we might extrapolate it a bit after we talked about the cars first. Let's see. And I don't know so, that it should be a... What should the price or the cost of the gas be? Hey, that, way to relate it back. We're talking about the price of gas. Good job, John. I don't know that it should be illegal. I will say, though, that were Lightning McQueen given actual legal representation, if you don't know, this is an extended bit about the fact that when Lightning was chased by Sheriff in the first movie, he started... Sheriff started backfiring. Lightning thought it was gunfire, so he ran away. I do think if Lightning had adequate uh, legal counsel instead of Mater, that the fact that it does literally sound like a gunshot should have given him some leniency in his sentencing. Like, that Mm -hmm. should have been admissible, and it should have been considered uh, in a way that was positive for Lightning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, instead he got Tomater to be his lawyer. So, but yeah, that's my that's, that's my first impression of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you thinking, hey, this kangaroo court system where you can be given someone who doesn't care about your case or know you or even actually consider the details of your case, uh, that's never going to happen in the real world. That happens all the time. Oops. Don't yeah. have faith in the justice system. I sure don't. Be the be the better man. Be the better you but the world will not meet you at that standard. Woof, man. Do you think... Okay, let's pull it back. Do you think farts should be illegal in the cars first? I think that if he can't prevent himself from making a sound that sounds like gunfire, uh, he, in the very least, should not be able to serve as the uh, law enforcement official that he is. I don't think that if you... Yeah. I don't think you should be, like, necessarily punished if you can't control a body function. But I don't think that you should be in a situation or given the authority to uh, 
uh, I don't know, control and de-escalate situations if your body is producing threatening sounds whenever you need to do so. Yeah, I'm on, I think we're on the same page with that. Absolutely. Now, let's, as we said, bring it a step, step outward into our world. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's not even say should farts be illegal. Let's try to think of one one situation where it should be illegal. Like not we we're not putting a blank ban on farts. What what very specific situation should there be a ban on farts, John? All right. First instinct is to say in elevators. In enclosed That's not spaces. not a bad instinct, John. In enclosed spaces. Yeah. Where uh, someone, like, I think there should be a fine, an allowable fine. Okay. Uh, and even if it's like that, I think it should be like a, if you have to fart and it's something that is uncontrollable, all you have to do to avoid the fine is warn people before they get into the elevator with you. Yeah, that's not bad. And before you think I'm being cruel, I am a person who has this sort of trouble occasionally. It's true, he does, folks. See, I was thinking also of a very confined space, but I was—I suppose I was thinking even more ultra-specific, and that was on the International Space Station uh, or on other space-based missions where oxygen, quite frankly, is a luxury. Mm-hmm. And Fair. I don't I know enough about science to say that you farting takes away from the amount of oxygen in the environment i'll go so far to say is i don't think that's true but it certainly would make me feel that way you know and you don't want that panic uh, setting in on your space mission it's the idea of if if a if someone were to hand you a gallon of water it's all very pure very healthy water to drink and then they were to inform you that there was a drop a small drop of pee in it, you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to drink any amount of that water, would you? No, you're absolutely right. Even though it would probably, let's be honest, be perfectly safe to do so. Mm-hmm. But no, I would not want to. At that scale, wouldn't even taste it. And if they hadn't told you, probably wouldn't have known. But something about it is tainted in a very bad, I don't like it kind of way. And also, it's the only gallon of water you can get, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah, like the limited amount further. of the oxygen is very important in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, for the next three days, you're going to have this gallon of water, and you just need to be okay with that. All right. Any other fart talk we want to do, or we want to get get down to current events? Well, I do have another one. That I think it should be. I I don't think, I don't know. I think that there's something to be said about what if you are performing a very intense surgery and you're the surgeon and there's other people in the room and then all of a sudden someone just rips a real nasty toot that's very distracting. You could accidentally kill someone all because of a fart. I feel like there might have been a storyline in Scrubs decently similar to this. I want to say, yeah, yeah, Turk gets worried that he nicks, nicked the colon because there's a bad smell in the room. So they go back and recheck all his work. And then the Todd admits that he, I think he says tooted, but he may have said farted. Uh, and he gets kicked out of the OR. That's just the highbrow comedy you can expect. From one of the greatest shows I think ever made. <laughs> Man, I love Scrubs. No, that was completely an unironic endorsement of the show Scrubs. It's very, very good. Absolutely. But okay, now are we good with fart talk? All right, we're good with fart talk. Incredible. <laughs> now let's go on to, I think I said current events last time, so let's go with current events, John. All right. Gas prices, you know? Current <laughs> events. Uh, well, yes. I recently did spend time in Florida. And if you're spending time in Florida okay. with family members, that typically means you're spending time with 
old people, and old people, well, they they tend to be uh, fairly conservative, especially when they're yeah, generally very well-off white old people. And uh, as such, one of the people I was staying with watched Fox News quite a bit. So I got to hear okay. so much about how Biden, for sure, is the worst thing ever, and he is intentionally okay. lying about the fact that he is directly in control of gas prices and, as such, is the only person to blame when it comes to the fact that gas prices are rising. Now, here's what I will say. Okay. Are certain things like carbon emissions, efforts to reduce them, the things like that, are those things that he agrees with? Barely. He barely even supports saving yeah. the world. But <laughs> it that's being blamed. He's being blamed. And other efforts like, oh, we're not wanting to support Russia. All those things, there's truth to them. And other things like not siding with big oil. It's going to increase prices. So obviously it's not all Russia's fault. That's just true. So some of the responsibility is on uh, the liberals, the Democrats. Yeah. But yeah, maybe okay, it's a limited resource and it's going to increase in price anyway. And that's just kind of going to happen. And if it's saving the world or paying more for gas, I'm going to choose paying more for gas. And anyone who disagrees with that is either short-sighted or no, I'm just going to say short-sighted. Maybe just yep. dumb. Maybe. Who could say? Yeah. Yeah. It also has a lot to do with just the fuel companies. Like, they said they, the They saw the a price. thing that they could do to make money, so they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I have long time been a proponent of a tax... Tax at the pump to encourage people to drive drive less, and I would be pretty hypocritical complaining about rising prices too much when that is something I would very much like. So, so. All right. Now. Yeah, but now cars. Now cars. Uh, now cars. If this were to happen, if I got nothing, um, I'm trying to think. I got nothing. Can you come up with a car pun based on Joe Biden? Joe Biden. We can do this. Okay. Bye. Bye. Joe Bicycleden. I'm standing by that. Joe Bikeden probably would be simpler, but I <laughs> yep. prefer Joe Bicycleden. <laughs> if, if President Joe Bicycleden makes some choices and then Russia goes to war and then other things happen and uh, gas goes up, that's going to affect the cars world a lot more for obvious reasons. I can already tell that this episode's going to make me really deeply sad because we're going to be talking about like can you imagine uh if companies put high prices and eliminated these absolutely essential resources and kept them from people who need them to survive? And just to I make a profit. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're going to limit mobility of people who are less fortunate. And it's not like they're going to, I don't know, make things harder on the, the underclass and the underserved. It's not like they're going to do anything like, like obfuscate the truth and blame others and then pretend that there's no guilt to be shared. Amongst the lemons who, for some reason, own the gas companies, but only the the one percent. Don't blame lemons in general. That's still bad. Still bad. It's not like they would do that and then ignore the suffering of billions. Yeah, but maybe those uh, oil monopolies that the lemons held got broken up a little bit after the the events of Cars Two, which would at least be kind of good. I All mean, right. we know of other gas companies. There's Dynaco is one of the biggest companies there is, you know, and that's that's a gas company. Okay, so you said you were going to feel sad, so I'm just going to make sure you know it. Yeah. Um, 
are you sure that that was broken up at all? Are you sure that the power isn't still in their hands? No, I'm not sure of it whatsoever. I was making a hopeful statement of maybe that happened, especially since that was they did a possible though. <laughs> I think it's possible, and I'm going to stand by that because they did a cartoonishly, literally cartoonishly villainous plot. Uh, and I know that there's some cartoonish evil in our real world. One but example. It's, president trump yeah for sure man uh but i don't know they got caught the leader went to jail everyone was mad at him you know i think it's possible i still am not going to like be too hopeful that dynaco is doing better just because we have met their billionaire ceo a couple times in the cars first i don't trust him even if he has some texas charm okay but i do gotta point out that uh donald trump did say that he would have liked to march january 6th but wasn't allowed to i mean he said that and we know that he said that no yeah i am right there man i know i know i know but we also know that Miles Axelrod and his cronies, we see them being carted off, which is more than we can say happened to the folks who tried to do, you know, a coup, a treason. Some of them... They're mostly fine. Basically, like, a bit of them were, in fact, carted off later. And then the ones that were dumb enough to, like, admit to all of the crimes they did, some of those then got punished for it. Yeah, so I'm saying that we see a more, we see, we see it happen, more high up powerful people from this plot in Cars 2, they get carted off to jail. So that gives me a bit more hope that, you know, there was some follow through to that, since again, it's more than has happened in the, let me check, oh, two years <laughs> since, you know. January's big day a couple years ago. Was that I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. That was that was 2020, right? I think it was I don't know. I feel like it was last year. Christ. Give me a second. Who knows? Time is terrible now because everyone was sick for three years. No, it's 2021. Yeah. Okay. It was 2021? Christ. Because the election yeah, was so on a year ago. Yeah. Yes. It was in twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get that confused because the election happens one year and then the inauguration is the next year. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm here. I got it. All right. I know when things happened. It just feels like it's Sorry. been several years on account of... It just kind of feels like it, don't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the comedian who was the host of SNL who's like talking about the slap, but he wasn't talking about it because he said, all right, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not going to talk about it because it feels like this happened like years ago at this point. We've talked mm -hmm. about it so much that it feels like this happened before any of us were even born. And we just know about it because of how old it feels because of how much we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it would be real messed up if uh, gas having to pay for gas in the cars verse period is pretty messed up. Let's start there. I mean, we have to pay for food. We do. And uh, quite honestly, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little messed up. Uh, the fact that we get a water bill, that's a little messed up in my head. Uh, the fact that I think it was Nestle's <laughs> Nestle's president oh, at the don't time get me started on Nestle, said man. that uh, water should not be a basic human right and people should have to pay for it. Yeah, man. Boy, howdy. Thank you, yeah. chocolate guys. So yeah, imagine a crazy uh, dystopian future in which uh, no one thought that people deserved to live. Like, it, you have to earn that right. That's it. Like, you, you don't get food. You don't get shelter. You don't get, you know, the ability to live unless you work hard for it. Because if you aren't working hard... You need to die. That's what people are saying. 
even if they don't want to say it that directly, people who say that we don't deserve uh, food and water, they're saying we deserve to die. Yeah. Like, it's not even a logical leap, you know? It's just... It's just the next step. You take it one, you you go one step backwards and look at it one step wider, and that's that's what it means, and that's messed up. So I think mm-hmm. the cars should get free gas, but I don't. Well, you know, I don't ever hear Flo talking about needing to pay for the gas at Flo's V8 diner. Yeah, and people so, get filled up all the time. People get new tires. I don't really recall people actually paying for things. No, yeah, this is a, a constant sticking point. Yeah. To the point where you spent a while, I don't know if this is still your stance, believing that there just may not be the concept of money in the cars verse. Well, I don't know. I feel like if there's money, yeah. it's more of a everything's on credit. There's no like currency unless you count like the idea of credit or it's oh, that'll be eight credits. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the terminology is probably the same, but I'm of the same mind that like everything is digital and just like it's like those weird Amazon stores that have popped up in uh uh I think mostly in New York uh where you just walk in, grab something and walk out and it automatically deducts that. It automatically charges you for it without having to go to a cash register. All right. Yeah, I've seen a commercial, a fake commercial for that on SNL. Oh, the I've SNL been watching a lot of SNL recently. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. People say it's gone downhill, but I don't know that it has. And please don't destroy our The New Lonely Island. Although their original stuff on Twitter is, I think, just a little bit funnier to me than the stuff they do on SNL. The stuff on SNL is still, like, out of this world funny, though. Anyway. All right. Y'all don't care about that. Uh, so I think we could agree that they probably do, in fact, have to pay for the gas, even though we never actually see Flo bring out, you know, a credit card machine for Lightning or whomever. So I don't know, man. Again, it's we're just going to talk about how, like, oh, that's such a crazy, like, system that really puts the people who struggle the most in this world in an even worse position. And then we're going to be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Then I'm going to get very sad again. It's, it's very similar to the idea that, uh, if you have had a hard go of it, people will then assume that you deserve less for some reason. And then they will treat you worse, which means that it's going to be harder which means that you have to work harder or more likely you're going to have more of a hard time so that people can say that, yeah, of course they're a failure. They keep failing as if it's not in some way their fault that you're not able to ever catch up. It's rough. It really is, folks. But we can make content, John. I have confidence in me and I have confidence in you. All right. More confidence in you in this very moment. Please talk. Gas prices. Yes. Well, for me, uh, I got myself a Nissan Kicks, and it sure. is all right. It's it's nice. I uh, yeah. I didn't want to get this particular vehicle, but when we were there, it seemed pretty nice. And then we just happened to get the like most upgraded model for less than we would have paid for the completely not upgraded model of the same car at a newer year. So we went with it and uh, I don't regret it. It is pretty nice. One little perk that I didn't even think about is apparently it's fuel economy is amazing because I'm paying pretty much as much as I was for gas, which is insane. Yeah. John didn't actually know that gas prices were higher. He, He had to be told that's a lie that I just made up about my friend. He almost certainly knew about it. It's, what everyone's talking about see i'm gonna be real uh i didn't know it was as bad as it was like even now it's hard for me to believe how much it's affecting everyone and everything it's just like what are you guys talking about it's like i'm still paying like 30 dollars. like okay what 
am I paying like 35 instead of 30? Am I paying 40 instead of 30? But like for some people, they drive a truck and the truck means they have to pay $100 every week for gas. I drove a 2000 Chevy Tahoe for a while. And the very beginning of that while was in a similar spike of gas prices. And if you didn't know, you can't actually max out. Uh, they only let you buy so much gas. Uh, there's a, at several gas stations, the one I went to had a $75 limit. Uh, and I hit that a couple times. That was not a fun feeling. So I get it. It's really affecting folks. And I probably had a point. I think I just wanted to complain about driving a 2000 Chevy Tahoe. Was I guess my I, uh, had never thought about that sort of limit and it makes yeah. me sad that you've hit it multiple times. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was right when I was starting out with that thing. Uh, it was not, I, it very much encouraged me not to drive <laughs> for a while. It was a good I car. I liked the, I liked my Tahoe quite a bit. It made me have to help a lot of people move though. Yeah. <laughs> also caused me to never really fully learn how to park. Like I can park, <laughs> But I, I certainly trend towards just parking far away and easily versus there's a not that hard spot to get into towards the front. Uh, I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> it's too big. It was too big of a car. But mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of driving large vehicles. No, it's very scary. <laughs> but that, that is that does make me think that does set up a more inequitable world in the cars verse of larger vehicles versus smaller vehicles and fuel efficient vehicles versus non-fuel efficient vehicles like it affects people who own these cars in our world for sure but like if you are the car and can't change that about yourself and also would need to buy gas significantly more that's going to only be multiplied quite a bit Mm -hmm. it's so do you know about how metabolizing works and just general nutrition and body uh, a body's ability to uh, consume and process? I'll say yes. Why not? <laughs> so it's similar for people, but in multiple ways. Yeah. Your body can only handle certain amounts and it can only process certain amounts and certain percentages of what you eat. So if you eat a candy bar, you are not getting 100% of the calories in that candy bar. You're pooping out quite a bit of it. And the same is true for things like vitamins and whatnot. And the like common thing you'll hear from a lot of nur- nurses is, oh, don't buy vitamins because basically what you're doing is giving yourself expensive pee because your body's not going to be able to process a lot of things and I'm not saying all vitamins. I'm saying, like, don't just buy vitamins to buy vitamins. If you have specific deficiencies and need to work on, of course, get those vitamins. But a lot of things sure. are supplements that you're basically not going to be able to actually process. You're not going to be able to absorb it because it's way too much and your body just can't do that. And with people, there are strong variations on that. And certain metabolisms will process a lot more, a lot more efficiently. And some will do a lot more quickly, but a lot less. And a lot like there's just so many ways it can go. And if you add that to various body sizes and and all these things, what you get is our world has a ton of inequity. And a lot of that is just strictly genetic. And when it yeah. comes to that sort of thing, the fact that food is as variable and as not free as it is basically means that some people have to pay massive taxes just because of how they were born just to eat. And that's going to be so much worse in a world where you are a vehicle and your fuel efficiency is determined by what you are, how big you are and all of that. And it's not only that, but it's also, Everyone knows. Yeah. There's no, like, like, I don't know. Maybe I could just... No, I know your make and model. I know what you can do, what you should do, and all that jazz. 
So judgment is going to be so much worse for that. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. Like that just sets up less fuel efficient cars. It sets up the lemons. Let's be, let's be real. Mm-hmm. And not just the lemons. There are lots of well-performing in every other way cars that are just gas guzzlers, but it also sets up just specifically the lemons to, you know, not succeed. But they mm-hmm. have, I guess, because <laughs> I guess, okay, that's really interesting to me because I wonder if the reason the lemons came across this huge, 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 huge oil field in the middle of the ocean, that is a major plot point in Cars 2, is maybe they were tired of that exact exact inequity we were talking about. They were tired of being at the whim of gas prices to a degree that other cars were not. So they decided to go out and find their own source of it to control to control the resource so they wouldn't be at the the resource wouldn't control them anymore, you know? I've got a bit more negative of a guess. Yeah. One reason for a lot of people's success is because of how willing they are to use what they are and to use the people that relate to them and to throw them away when they're done. So if a person is a lemon, they are in a position to where lemons are more likely to listen to them. So all they have to do is what any uh, extremely successful businessman, not all of them, I'm assuming there are some decent ones, maybe. I'm not going to say for sure. I'm going to say there might be some good ones. Uh, (laughs) What I would say most, if not all, successful people do. And that is they just got to be willing to be the most immoral person in the room. So they take what they are and then they take people who relate to that and they squeeze them dry. And it's a thing you see with a lot of mega churches is that a guy will use the name of God and faith to profit. And they will take a bunch of well-meaning people and they will just squeeze them dry so that a person who is living paycheck to paycheck will feel a need to give every last bit they have to a man who has millions, if not billions, because he said that's what God wanted them to do. And that's what they should do because they're also a Christian. And that's what Christians do. They support other Christians, especially the leaders of the faith, like the leaders of the megachurches. And if the leader of the megachurch has a mansion, that's because that's what God wanted. And that's what Christians should want is to reinforce what this man is saying, because what he's saying is what the faith is all about. Yeah, man. I I, I don't have anything to add. Just retweet your righteous anger towards megachurches. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do, I do like that version of it more. Because as we constantly, constantly are angry about, the lemons aren't the, are just textbook bad people. Like, we don't, we, John and I think it's messed up that they made them textbook bad people. But in the movie, they for sure, for sure are. And just the thought that, yeah, they're billionaires. So it makes me feel better about them being bad people, I guess. Well, here's the problem is there are some billionaires and then there are everyone else who just gets destroyed. Yeah. How many of the billionaires do we see explode? I don't know that we see any of them explode, which, yeah, it's messed up. (laughs) But. Oh, boy. So I was doing a murder mystery yesterday and I basically asked a kid, why do you think I'm suspicious? And he I don't know the exact words he used. But basically, he said, because you're poor. Oof. Okay. (laughs) And now my character, just like every other character, is supposed to be suspicious. So I have to give the child that. But also, the reasoning he gave wasn't, oh, because you owe people money. It's because you don't have money. And like, oh, that's all you know, kid. You could just ask why I don't have any money. Or who I might have 
debts too, but no, you're just going to say, oh, you don't have any money? You're suspicious. Yeah, it's messed up. It's messed up, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I don't have a way to spin it. It's messed up that that child said that, man. Uh, but yeah, I do like your explanation of why the lemons are still bad people. Sorry. The, at least the big lemons. And, you know, the villain of Cars 3 is also a billionaire, which I like. Uh, Except if you count Sterling as not. the villain, not Jackson. Yeah, because it's not to an Encanto level, but yeah. it is a movie without like a definite villain. They're just two like dicks rather than anything else. I'd still call Jackson the villain in the same way Chick Hicks is the villain of the first one. Like he's mm-hmm. still a villain. He's just not, you know, Sir Miles Axelrod, the car who planned to blow up Lightning McQueen. Yeah, uh, he's just his villainous plans are be mean. Yeah, the reason he's the bad guy is because he is a bad guy. Okay, okay. Gas prices. How do we get him down? How do we get him down in a world where, well, in our world, we just don't. Eventually, it will go down. Yeah, but it's going to go back up, and then it's going to get worse and worse in a cycle of like, oh, we got it back down to three dollars. And for those of you wondering, I'm in Lexington. Lexington, like, it's still under $4 for unleaded fuel. So, like, it's not crazy hot. Like, I know that there are places where it's 6 and up. And that, I'm sorry, that seems unfortunate. Especially because I know that it's going to affect people without money a lot more than it's going to affect people who have money. Yep. But. So how do we get the prices down? (laughs) Electric vehicles. And then you're going to say something like, oh, well, actually, they have to use gas and other sorts of non-renewable uh, fuels to make the electricity. Like, okay, solar, wind. and Well, you got to use what we have to make the thing. Then let's make them. Let's make them now. And then let's fix everything. When you said you're going to say, were you talking about me? Because I wasn't going to say any of that. Uh, no, the say, people yeah, I no. don't like. The people I don't like oh, are going to gotcha. say. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've super got to end our dependence on <laughs> fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so scared for the future. But yeah, that's how we get them down, is we use them less. as supply yep. and demand, baby. The supplies on- literally can only go down. So that's That's how that works. I mean, unless we figure out time compression, I guess we could use that. I feel like if we figure out time compression, that will both solve and create so many problems Mm -hmm. that we will just forget about (laughs) the gas prices. Yeah, like, here's what you do. Here's what you do if you want to be super successful. We figure out time compression. We figure out that uh, theory of... We make a train track that goes all around the world. It's a bullet train. And what we do is we eliminate all friction. It's in a vacuum and make it go forward. There's no resistance. So we get it to where it's just under the speed of light. And then we have it run for like two weeks. But that two weeks for the person inside is actually like 40 years for the person on the outside. So what you do, Mm -hmm. you take all your money and you just invest it in something that's going to be a real consistent uh, gain and then you just wait 40 years for two weeks that sounds bam, like a profit sounds like a real easy way to get a snow piercer situation is to give a bunch of rich people incentive to get on a magic train that goes around the world very fast but hear me out we get all yeah. the wealthy people all of them all of the 0.01 percent on a train and then we just keep them on the train and we just tell them that it's Snowpiercer on the outside. Yep. We tell them that uh, because of all the things, like give them two weeks and like, oh, we could stop, but everything's Arctic Tundra. And when we have like just plasma screens on the outside of the train. Or we could just build like the start of it in, you know, I don't know, Kansas, and then just have it go up to the Arctic and go in a big circle. Uh, yep. I don't think they'd notice. <laughs> We just have Fox tell them that it's true. Yeah. But, okay, we've got all the rich people. Okay. 
here's an idea. You want to talk about Snowpiercer more? Have you seen Snowpiercer? It's very good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the show. I've only seen the movie, yeah, but it's got Chris Evans in it. All right. So to answer your question, in the Cars world, we solve the fuel problem in two ways. More electric vehicles being born, but that seems like eugenics. So just more organic fuels, which we know is a readily available, easy option for them because that's just a thing. It's just a thing everyone knows is possible and is acceptable. Yeah, we should talk a little bit more about Phil Fillmore's whole deal, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His whole thing is that he loves organic fuels and he he does that. He just makes them successfully mm-hmm. and Lightning tries them and he says, why isn't everybody talking about this? And Fillmore has some funny line about the, how the man's keeping it a secret. But like, if it seems as simple and seemingly affordable as the movie puts it out to be, yeah, I'll believe someone's keeping that down if that's not transformed the world as we know it. Yeah, no one in Radiator Springs has been making money before Cars 1 came out in a while, and Fillmore's still able to just do this as his whole thing. Yeah, I, I it's world-transforming technology. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like... We're not going to figure out how he does it. I think we've said before that maybe that's what the tractors are for because we figured out Fillmore owns the tractors, mm-hmm. which I stand by as, if nothing else, a pretty funny answer. Yeah, uh, but like, there's, there's no way Fillmore's just ordering barrels of crude oil and refining it in a specific way. Like, if he's making organic fuel. Like it, it has to be a non-fossil fuel source. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that corn plays a big part <laughs> because corn is a weirdly big deal, at least in one of these movies. Yeah, there's a whole plane dressed like corn one time. Mm-hmm. There's a whole corn girl, corn cob girl. I will give something you... the corn cob girl. I'll give you one American dollar the next time I see you if you can name. Without Googling, you got to use your honor. You get two guesses. What is their name? It's blank the corncob girl. Jesse. Okay, that was one of your guesses. The fact that you should continue should tell you that you got it wrong. Kate. Ah, man, for real? Okay, I owe you a dollar. Uh, Ah, yes! I was just thinking, what sounds best? It's got to begin with a, a k sound. And it can't be two yeah. syllables. It's got to be one syllable. <laughs> yeah, you learned a lot of lessons from Jesse the Corncob Girl. Doesn't roll off the tongue. I'm impressed, Doesn't man. Doesn't sound good. good. <laughs> All right. You're one, you, you understand that either A, I'm going to forget about this immediately and you're never going to get that dollar, or B, you'll have to remind me to make it happen if you really want it. So Okay, okay. I'll do it. Okay. I'll just, we'll need to be reminded. Fair enough. Kate the corn cup girl. Yep, that's All right. her. She's sitting, she's looking at me from my desk as we record. Now, in the real world, what's the in answer the to that world. question? Lucas, how do we solve how do we solve fossil fuels and increased gas prices? Solve it for me right here, right Carbon now. Tax. Simple sentence. You got you gotta solve the problem for not just the foreseeable future, but the future going forward. Well, how do you solve a problem like Maria, John? Uh, I mean, the carbon tax is like the simplest thing. You make companies pay more if they use more carbon. Uh, and well, Lucas, you, you said the word tax. So credit. You said the word tax. Yeah, man. So uh, you're I'm not going to get that through. I love them. Yeah, but you're not going to get that through. How successful have we been yeah. with, you know, taxing the wealthy? bad not very how many wealthy people pay taxes at all not many i know this john but you asked me for a solution that would work that's one of them uh it's got to be a solution that could work though if it if it were somehow implemented it would work at least it would work but that doesn't mean it could work no i know i know i'm 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 not disagreeing with you. I'm going to stick by it because I believe deeply in it. 
I mean, yes, it's it's the right thing to do if the world made sense. No, I don't have a, a better one. I don't know that anybody does. So uh, I do. That's what I'm Here's the answer, Lucas. With. Okay. It's a purge. But uh, the law you're allowed to break, it's dependent on uh, how much, like, it's completely dependent on your wealth and station. If you have more, you are allowed to do less. If you have less, you are allowed to do more. That's the opposite of how the purge works in the movies. And even more, even further, we make it a weird game where uh, violent crimes are not allowed, but destruction of property and theft are allowed, but only against people who have more. So, like, the less you have, the more protected you are. And uh, basically, it's like, oh, look, you have to establish your wealth and then everyone's going to be like Scrooge McDucking it and all the billionaires have to gather all of their like fungible money and assets and make sure that they're not crypto guarded because then Anonymous can have it. And then it's not like just flimsily guarded. So you have like actual people hoarding pools of gold. And then it's just like, okay, you're not allowed to hurt the person but you are allowed to try and storm their castle and try and take their gold. And then it's just like a fun, everyone gets like, I don't know. Hey, you get 10 minutes, try and make it through the castle. And it's a Mario game. I've invented Mario storming Bowser's castle. Sort of like a Mario supermarket sweep is the vibe I'm getting uh, Mm -hmm. from it. Uh, I do want to point out and I don't want you to take this as me being against this idea in the same way you aren't against the carbon tax, I assume. Uh, of course not. But I like that, yeah, I like that the issue preventing mine from working is, oh, well, they would never do that. Uh, that they would never pass a law that said that. And then yours was, your, your suggestion was, but what would work, what would get passed through Congress is literally the purge. All right. But against rich, wealthy, powerful people only. But here's my argument for this. Yeah. Who wants to attack the wealthy? Me. The liberals. Oh, okay. Who is okay with violent insurrections? Okay. We're the conservatives. (laughs) I see. It's a compromise. (laughs) We let them do their dumb violence, we just point them in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, compromises are famously popular in Washington, D.C. It is so long as <laughs> the conservatives don't realize it's a compromise. Yeah. That's as true. long as they don't realize that the liberals are gaining anything from it, they're fine with it. Especially if it's dumb violence. We got like three minutes. You want to just talk about The Purge and the Cars first? I haven't seen any of the movies, but I've seen lore explainers on them because, again, that's the specific type of break broken my brain is. Well, now, Lucas, here's here's the thing. We yeah. could, but I think we really do need to save that for when they do the Purge episode of Cars on the Road because it's either okay. Mad Max or it's The Purge. And if it is either of those things i could see it being fueled get it by rising gas prices in the same way mad max is fueled by water and the dependency on it mad max is kind of fueled by the same thing that it seems this one will be fueled by which is a world that is basically ravaged and deserted and it seems as if that could be because of carbon emissions. Yeah. Man, as bad as it's here, it is here, and I know we say it all the time, it's got to be pretty bad over there. Vis-a-vis <laughs> melting ice shelves and rising sea temperatures and rising sea levels. Yep, one of them is an ice cream truck. Hey, there we go. I don't know. This feels like an episode of a podcast enough for us to stop doing it. Do you agree? Yep. Yeah. Great. 
I was pretty all over the place, folks, but I'm not even going to apologize for it anymore. It's episode 121. You know what's up. Uh, and we thank you so much for knowing what's up by listening to the podcast. That was a bit roundabout, but I got there. Another way to say it would be thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate y'all sticking with us. If you want to send us stuff to talk about uh, other than just, hey, do the Planes, Fire, and Rescue episode you've been supposed to do for the last two, we know, you can do so at our email, which is thickachat at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us, follow us, DM us on Twitter, which is at thickachat. Both of those are all one word, no hyphen included or needed. Now, John says part of the intro, if I well, he does say part of the intro, but more importantly to this very specific situation, he says part of the outro, and that's right now. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And uh, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tiny robots are